Good morning. I'm Frank Kaufman, and I've put together a small piece entitled Thoughts on the Decline of Institutional Religion. But I'd like to reflect just on a reality of our current time, especially in the modern world or developed world. Uh, in the past century or so, uh, there has been a consistent and steady decline in identification with formal religious life. That doesn't mean that there has been a decline in interest in spiritual matters, nor does it mean that there has been a decline in participation in various paths and ways of life that are spiritual in nature or spiritual in, in uh, practice uh, and spiritual in interest and goals and orientation and purpose. So a very a common thing that occupied some attention prior to the complete collapse of the world of these days with uh, global pandemics and uh, unprecedented kind of riots and and murder of uh, murder of innocent people trying to do their jobs day by day um, there was there was when we could think about a lot of different things at once uh, there's a lot of attention paid to what's called the rise of the nuns n-o-n-e-s uh, none, none was a term, in, a sociological term. That's what sociologists do, by the way. They invent words to package phenomena and then uh, especially social phenomena. So um, the idea of a, of, the, of a nun or the nuns was that box that you check in surveys when it asks for your religion. So are you Catholic, Protestant, Buddhist, Jewish? And then the bottom box is none of the above or none of the above. And so that became known as the rise of the nuns. And then there be it, that's a sociological category. It's a demographic interest worthy of inquiry and study. And so the nuns are people who are, they're very religious. Um, they, can, they can have the same evangelical passion uh, uh, over an environmental cause, over an endangered creature. Uh, they can have the same kind of fiery hell awaiting for non-converts or deniers. Uh, basically, you, you pick, a, pick a, uh, a cause and those that don't see things precisely in the way you do are... are you add a dash and denier, climate change denier. And this is basically similar to the way evangelicals would quietly presume that you're going to hell. Uh, the other thing, uh, so there's that's kind of social activist type way of being religious or evangelistic way of being religious. Uh, and then there are uh, then there are the purely spiritual or mystical types that don't really have a lot of social passion, but they go to yoga class or they follow some individual on YouTube that comes up with inspirational insights into life. That would function similar to a pastor in your church, or in a church or a synagogue um, or mosque, whatever. And so there has been a systematic and steady and constant and overt uh, rejection of formal religion 
but it's instantly replaced by religious behavior in lots of other different ways, which is fine. The, the world changes and people change. But what is important is that in formal, uh, what makes up for a formal religion is a, a, an institutional structure that carries the instruments of authority. And for religions, there are primarily two types of authority. For, for commerce, there's, there's a different type of authority. It's your boss and it's your paycheck. And uh, the boss is the boss and he tells you to do X, Y, or Z. And either you do it and get paid or you don't do it and get fired or you don't do it and you're under suspicion. Or there, There's just authority in life. People generally don't like it. Uh, but in religious life, there was um, a voluntary association with, with an authority, even though people generally don't like people telling us what to do. And then the, one of the difficulties that religious institutions has had, of course, is um, that the authorities are representing something that is not technically verifiable. So with the rise of science and the uh, insistence that, that your authority be tied to verifiable things. So if uh, my authority is tied to the fact that I'm paying you, it's quite verifiable. And you, uh, a person will submit to my authority or not, depending on whether they believe in what I'm doing, whether I'm a decent human being. But the authority is tied to something verifiable, and you associate it with it or not, depending on your needs or neediness. Uh, in religion, on the other hand, the one voluntarily comported with or associated with uh, an institution that carried authority over me, but what what the authority is derived from is actually not verifiable. That if I want to get into heaven, then I better do what this individual says or demands or suggests or recommends or whatever. Um, so it's the same as my paycheck. It's it, it's not my paycheck. It's heaven. And the guy's the boss, and he's telling me what to do and how to behave and what to wear. And uh, same as my boss, you know, wear this silly shirt with my name on a little patch on the, on the over the heart. And uh, so, um, as with the rise of science and the challenge to some of the articles of faith in institutional religions, people just didn't necessarily believe that that individual carried any capacity to. Tell me how to get to heaven. I'll go find out myself. I'll go look it up on Google or YouTube. Or I'll just, I don't need, I can find out about religious truths. Uh, I don't need, uh, I don't need some institution carrying institutional authority telling me how to dress, what to wear, what to give, when to go here or there. And so institutional religion declines. Uh, there's, uh, and I repeat here now, that although institutional religion suffered a calamitous or precipitous decline, it is in no way to say that religiosity in human beings uh, has declined in any way whatsoever. It's just attached itself to different little subunits, subunits of life. Uh, so you have your own kind of Sermon on the Mount, thou shalt not be... Uh, uh, overly friendly with a female uh, co-worker or thou shalt not be born white or, you know, and then, then there is the saved and the unsaved uh, in, in those particular 
religious systems. And then authorities arise in those, texts arise in those, scriptures arise in those. Uh, forgive a touch cynical remark, but uh, then there's, you know, kind of very genuine ways of, of caring about particular causes or caring about spiritual paths. There is some guy named Joe who does a, um, a YouTube uh, thing weekly who really has a lot to say, really helps me, has helped my family, has helped my relationships and so on and so forth and has made me a better person and all the things that religions are supposed to do. So the simple point of this comment is that religions don't go away. They just reorganize themselves. They, uh, it's like uh, hitting mercury in a slanted surface. It, it reconvenes, reassembles, redesigns itself. Um, and so that's the nature of the, spirit, of the human, natural human longing for those things like uh, assurance and goodness and virtue and, uh, and the promise of a better world and the promise of my own goodness and so on and so forth. That's just what drives uh, what had traditionally resided in uh, conventional religion and then broke down uh, for lots of different reasons, all of them very interesting and all of them quite legitimate. Anyway, all this is simply to say that a number, a number of things are greatly lost when spirituality becomes as highly individualistic or, or when it, it loses institution and community, which is part of the primary thing that is being rejected, uh, a lot is lost, even though, even though I can form a group of three or four people and we can all watch videos together or all practice yoga together. Like, but um, the institutions which carry authority, basically the authority passes through two things. Uh, two things that are originally designed to represent God or the divine or the absolute or the way. And these two things are the local spiritual leader, whether he's a pastor or a rabbi or an imam or a guru or um, uh, whatever the tradition has as the individual, as the human individual or persons, if it's a couple, uh, who carry, who carry, who I voluntarily offer trust in their authority, in their, uh, in, in that particular matter, when it comes to my interest and desire to improve myself and to know more clearly the nature of the world in, as it relates to my desire to be better, purer, truer, have greater virtue, greater honesty, greater integrity, though I've decided that these people are people who will be helpful to me. Authority lies in the person, and, and then that becomes structurally or institutionally embedded so that a pastor shows up in my little suburban neighborhood and, and, and is now is the pastor of that church. One of the reasons why I'm expected to trust that person is because the local larger thing like the bishopric or the Methodist, um, whatever their name of their larger unit is, they've sent that person, and theoretically that person has been trained and has been uh, examined and has been tested and is deemed reliable for uh, so that when he arrives in my little suburban church that I can trust based on 
the institution that they're protective of and and support my spiritual growth so they they are reco- the the higher larger institutional testing of that person and passing of that person is gives the possibility of that person to arrive and have in a certain way at least an immediate uh, unearned respect and appreciation and acceptance from the community of faith the other extremely important origin point or what carries authority is scripture scripture so every every established religion has its human line of that which is meant to be trusted and helpful for me and it has its textual or scriptural line of that which is meant to be trusted and tr- and a partner to my own uh, spiritual needs for self-improvement and spiritual growth and a secure afterlife and so on and so forth so when when religion breaks down and we have something like the rise of the nuns highly spiritual people highly invested people people who are involved in spiritual practice uh, but the institutions are gone one of the things that are gone are these two lines of authority and a relationship with an with a benevolent authority provides an infinite universe of unique elements that are not available under any other circumstances a person in whom i have to trust sight unseen for their expertise in something that is absolutely important for me my life and my eternal life and a text that i have to presume is a light and a guide for me even when it doesn't seem to make sense even when it seems at odds with my experience basically what authorities are both human and textual are elements that claim to be correct even when they are at odds with my experience take those away and all we have is the authority of my own experience and the authority of my personal subjective judgment as it vacillates from day to day this is an entirely different way of going through life this presents an entirely different way of of seeking self repair self improvement uh, of seeking to acquire those sorts of qualities of character that do not sit comfortably in my own judgment and my own experience i may have very poor judgment i may be watching 2 or 3 hours of vile crap every night uh thinking either it's news or thinking either it's entertainment and it may be corrupting me in ways i have no idea about but i know i like it my experience tells me it's fine it's enjoyable and so the idea of having something over against which my own experience and my own judgment is challenged is is a unique dynamic that used to reside in established institutions that were called religions i'm not asking anyone to reassert these religions that they need to come back and we should all go back to church that's not the point of what i'm offering this morning what i'm talking about here is 
that once one removes institutional religions and replaces it with even the highest aspiration and the highest pursuit of goodness in, in spiritual and religious attachment, whether it's to a teacher, whether it's to a self-help type, a, uh, a um, what do you call it? These, uh, uh, I forget what they're called, human development or self-improvement or what, regardless, whatever it attaches to, to the degree to which we have not allowed genuine authority, the kind of authority that's just like what comes with a paycheck, then, then the degree to which we can be challenged on our perspectives, on our experiences, and in our, our judgment of things is diminished. And the path to the steep, steep cliffs of spiritual growth are basically removed there. And what counts as good becomes very thin, like a very thin layer of topsoil, not the deep, deep roots that reflect being challenged and, re- and changing and, and going against what feels right until one discovers the light of heaven speaking in to something I never realized, but only thanks to Pastor Joe or only thanks to the Quran. I now know this. My life is rooted in ancient wisdom and rooted in rigorous testing of people's right to tell me that it's better to sit this way or better to wear this. Um, these These are needed for other than a thin layer of topsoil and a very shallow version of what counts as goodness or virtue. So... I'll stop there. It's just there's just a reflection on the ebbs and flows or the kind of currents of spiritual reality in contemporary affairs. I may talk about this again, but I appreciate your attention for today. Thank you.